everybody. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. Kendra dropping in here to let you know that Nick and I are on a break this week for the new year, but my other podcast, 90s Music Got Me Like, that I do with my husband, Eric, is back, baby, and we have dropped the new episode here for you to listen to, or not, if you're not into 90s music, that's fine. Nick and I will be back next week with Season 8, Episode 1 of Beverly Hills 90210. Welcome to 90s Music Got Me Like, the podcast that looks back on one song from the 90s every episode. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming songs by following us on, do we still say this stuff? On Meta and X? <laughs> follow us wherever. Yeah, if you see us somewhere, follow Click us. the follow button. Yeah. Please rate, subscribe, and share this show on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. That is still applicable. Yes. Uh, I'm Eric Mickles, and with me is my co-host. Kendra Mickles, and I'm Miss Musebox 91 somewhere online. Where? Somewhere. Just Instagram now, right? I guess. No, you're TikToking. I'm private, so you can't be my friend. Sorry. What about TikTok? Also private. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing's private on TikTok. (laughs) Listen, I've made a lot of Silicon Valley jokes already. Already in this episode? Yeah. I said that thing about Meta and X. Oh, boy. This week, 90s music got me like, If It Makes You Happy by Sheryl Crow. Happy New Year. Welcome to back to the podcast to us. It's been a it's been a while. I wasn't gonna It's been a while. No, people know. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> people have been asking for new episodes. Wow. So let's let's acknowledge it. It's like the first time in my life people were like, hey, where's Eric? I mean, you're also included, so people are probably yeah. like, where's Kendra yeah. and that boy that we she's took, with? We took a little break and we uh, we moved cities. And then, you know, the holidays. So, new year, new us, but act, but old us. Because we're back to our old ways. And we're older. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it all works out. Happy birthday. Oh, thanks. I guess by the time... Well, it doesn't, no, yeah. By the time... Who knows? My birthday's in January. It's soon. All right. Well, let's talk Cheryl Crow today, shall we? Sure. If it makes you happy... <laughs> okay. Have we really not? Have we done a Sheryl Crow song before? This joke seems familiar. Uh, we have covered Sheryl Crow. We did so in the James Bond episode where we covered the three opening songs of the right. 90s Bonds. I was like, I know we've done she sang this joke before. The one for Tomorrow Never Dies. Yes, yes. So this song was released in September 1996 as the first single from her second album, self-titled Sheryl Crow. Right before Tomorrow Never Dies. It hit number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100, as well as number 1 in Canada, number 5 in Belgium, number 6 in the Netherlands and Scotland, number 9 in the UK, number 17 in Iceland, number 20 in Australia and Sweden, number 29 in France, and number 80 in Germany. On the... (laughs) On the 1996 year-end chart, it hit number 75, and the 1997 year-end chart, it hit number 55. The song earned Sheryl Crow the Grammy for Best Female Rock Vocal Performance in 1997. 
Q Magazine put the song at number 663 on the 1001 Best Songs Ever list. Slant Magazine listed it at number 92 in their ranking of the 100 Best Singles of the 1990s. I remember her accepted speech at the Grammys. Oh, why, Do you not remember this? Why was it memorable? Because they announced her as the winner, <laughs> and she just got up there and was like, <laughs> Okay. That, that That's was, it? That was the That's last, the last one. crow joke? Yeah. Do you know how smart crows are? Very. Crows and ravens? We had to have talked about this. No. I don't think so. I don't think I was as into it at right. the time. Quickly give us some crow facts. They're, uh, they're just very smart. They follow traffic patterns so they know when like cars are coming and they'll drop nuts they can't open on the road so the cars will run over them hmm. and then they'll get the stuff out of them they remember faces and all that stuff they know people who've been mean to them so they'll like if you were mean to a raven or crow they'll probably follow you later Yikes. even a couple even years later they might be like that's the dude that's <laughs> the dude i was telling you about get him yikes all right so that's the last crow joke yeah. Okay. Let's do this. <laughs> on this song, we have Cheryl Crow. She wrote, co-wrote the song, and she's also on keyboard. Jeff Trott is the other co-writer, and he's on guitar. Dan Rothschild on bass, and Michael Arbano on drums. All right, let's look at some song facts. Okay. From song facts. Well, we got to talk about history. Oh, our personal history. Yeah. Sorry. It's We're been, rusty. It's been a hot minute since we did this. Stop bringing it up. <laughs> What's your history with this song? I don't really have any. I'm not a huge Sheryl Crow fan. Fan of Crows and Ravens? Not such a big fan of Sheryl Crow? I like a few Sheryl Crow songs, but I only know the hits. I I don't know any deep cuts. Yeah, same. I mean, I feel like maybe the Tomorrow Never Dies theme is the deepest cut I have for Sheryl Crow. That's not deep at all. I know. That's barely a scratch. (laughs) Um, also, for a long, 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 long time, I got Sheryl Crow and Shania Twain confused. Which is, which is crazy. Well, just their names. I never knew which one I was talking about. They don't look alike. They don't sound alike. But the names, Sheryl Crow and Shania Twain. They're not the same genre. No, but the names, they both have a rocking out in a pickup truck at my daddy's barn kind of vibe. No. Like a, a straw basket. I don't know what to tell you. They both sound rustic. <laughs> rustic. Shania Twain and Cheryl Crow both used to say, hey, George, every time they pass that scarecrow on the way to school. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not <gasps> a huge Cheryl Crow fan. Um, all I want to do is have some fun is not one of my favorite. I don't really like yeah, that song. Yeah, it's a beach. But there is a song she did when I was in middle school or high school um, with Sting, mm-hmm. and it's called... Always on my side, mm-hmm. or your side, mm-hmm. and I love it. Oh, it's okay. so good. And right. that was like the first time I was like, "Do I like Cheryl Crow?" I didn't explore it further. Right. Um, but I recently started uh, liking this song. This is a, a recent oh, one okay. for me. I mean, I guess I've never disliked this song, but it's never been. It's just a song I recognize and I'll listen to sometimes, but it's not one I sing to myself. Uh, yeah. There you go. It's going to happen on this show. We're going to cover people I'm not a huge fan of. And you as well. It's, it's happened to it's both happened of us already. in the past. All right. Now let's get to some song facts. Yeah. So according to Cheryl Crow, the inspiration for the song was her feelings after the massive success of her first album as her record label and the media put pressure on her to follow it up. Huh. What uh, was this all I want to do on her first album? 
I don't know, a single song then from this massive... No idea. To my phone. Actually, to your phone, because I don't have my phone with me. Keep going. I'm going to look up Sheryl Crow's first album and see why I can't remember anything. On her VH1 Storyteller's appearance in 1998, Sheryl Crow said this was initially a country song. Okay, <laughs> then. Interesting. But she turned it into a rock song so she could get more exposure. That's interesting, because 90s was definitely, you would say, the 90s were a golden age of country music. Yeah, early 2000s okay. is is my golden age of country. Right. But there there was some good country in the 90s. Yeah, it just seemed sure. like she could have still gotten a lot of exposure with this as a country song. In 2011, Crow teamed up with Chef Chuck White to write a cookbook called If It Makes You Healthy. I don't I like put, that. I put that in there for oh, you. Oh, thank you. Because you're a cook. Uh, <laughs> I'm a cook. Uh, Tuesday Night Music Club is the debut studio album from Cheryl Crow, and the first two singles are All I Wanna Do. So, there you go. I really like that name. The Tuesday Night Music Club? I'll forgive her second album being her self-titled Oh, okay. Album. It gained... Sorry, there were two singles that weren't successful, but All I Wanna Do was the big one. So, yeah. I guess I thought they were around the same time. All I want to do. See, when I think of Cheryl Crow, I think of like, I don't know where she's from, but I think of like California, beach, sure. sunshine. Yeah. When I think of Shania Twain, I think of country. Right. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Crow- it's just the names, the literal words in the names. I, I don't it. confuse the faces. I just don't know which name I'm applying sometimes. Got it. But I got it now. This was in the past. Cheryl Crow was a huge fan of Tom Petty and said that this song was in some ways inspired by the way he played. Sure. I can yeah. hear it. Um, you know, I just found out that the Boys of Summer, um, one of the guys that is in Tom is in the Heartbreakers wrote that song and I kinda heard that influence. Oh. And I feel like Tom Petty in same thing with like Springsteen, when you find out something was written by or inspired by Springsteen, you just recognize it mm-hmm. i can kind of see that i can it doesn't have which is funny because i keep saying i confused her with shania twain but it was just the name uh <laughs> i feel like it doesn't have the twanginess that mm. you would get in a tom petty song hmm yeah I or maybe it's just that, that she doesn't sound anything like tom petty <laughs> um do you bring up the fact that we have talked about this song before in one of our very earliest episodes because who sings She's So High Above Me? Tal Bachman. Okay, Tal Bachman said he was inspired by this song. Yeah, he, Tal Bachman was in the, uh, he drew inspiration from this song because it just had a poppy sound, but was still kind of dealing with like a bummer topic or something. I don't know. Maybe it was the minor key. Is this I a can... minor? Is this a minor key song? Um, Go back to our our episode about uh, She's So High, because that will explain it. The the chorus is minor, yes. Yes, maybe um, that was it. I was, I was also going to say it mirrors it the way the verses are kind of softer, mm-hmm. and then it's a big punch right. into the He's, chorus. I think he was in a mall, and this was on the radio, and he was kind of inspired to do Well, I love stuff. that song, too. I know you so. love She's So High way more than this song, way more than most songs. <laughs> Uh, all right. In an American Songwriter article. Okay. So this is talking about Jeff Trott and mm-hmm. Cheryl Crow. So Trott first played If It Makes You Happy for Crow at a cabin near Yosemite National Park. Have hmm. you ever been there? No. 
Me either. We should go. Sometime. Where is it? California? I don't know. I don't know either. (laughs) Here's a quote. He had this chorus, if it makes you happy, then why the hell are you so sad, shares Crow. And for me, it was extremely apropos. For him, it was about a relationship he had been in, so it was more personal. But that's the beauty of songs. You can make them into whatever is pertinent to your experience. Hmm. She also said, even though it's a country song, Mm -hmm. it's a rock song a la Rolling Stones. Ah, they do take very bluesy country kind of things and make them rock. I don't know. She she keeps saying it's not a country song. It is a country song. Make up your mind, Cheryl Crow. (laughs) Yosemite is California, Sierra, Nevada mountains. Nice. I'm not invested in the song enough to be able to make a statement about that Rolling Stones quote. In the studio, Crow overdubbed Wurlitzer Electric Piano. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> while Trout weaved in a mandolin and baritone mm, guitar, what? along with his 1963 Telecaster and a 1973 Gibson Les Paul plugged into Fender Concert Amp and Vox AC30, respectively. Okay. There's mandolin in this? Apparently. Oh. I didn't hear it. Okay. <laughs> but it's in there. One more quote. Cheryl Crow said, I think there was a time when I was younger that I was convinced that I had to be suffering. Hmm. It just goes to show that you can always be inspired. If you just are consciously open to your surroundings and present and noticing and just take notice of all the things that matter. Hmm. So that's what it's about. I couldn't try. I couldn't really figure it out. I was trying to figure it out for the podcast. Like what's. Well, that leads us into it. Let's look at the lyrics. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what's making somebody so happy that they feel bad. And, I mean, it's is it a relationship? Is she in a relationship and the guy's not happy? That's what I've... Even though it makes him happy? No. Though What I've always thought is she's talking about, like, I'm not, re- I'm not really happy. Like, we're doing all this stuff mm-hmm. and I'm not really happy. But if it makes you happy, it can't be that bad. But then she says, why are you so sad? Yeah. I guess that's why I imagine she's singing to somebody like, hey, if this thing we call love makes you happy, then why are you so sad? I think it's both. Oh. Because she says you a lot. You get down, real low down. You listen to Coltrane, derail your own train. Yeah, I think it's like, I don't know. I think it's both. I think he is trying to do all these things to make him happy. And she's kind of going along with it, hoping that he's happy. Uh, but then he's not happy. But he's he's so down and she's bringing him comics in bed and she's making him French toast. It's just kind of like, she's like, yeah, things are sad. Here's some comic books. Boy. You've never brought me comic books when I've been sad. <laughs> and you I, know I love comic I books. I just bought you a giant tome of a comic book for Christmas. Yeah, that's for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Not just when I'm sitting around being sad. Okay. You've never been like, hey, buddy, what's going on? I'm like, nothing, I'm just sad. You know what? I bought you something at the store today, and I'm not giving it to you. What now. is it? I'm not telling you. What is it? You, you never know. Is it candy? It's not candy. Oh. <laughs> 
One of my favorite lines from the song is, you listen to Coltrane, derail your own train. I just think that's a really good line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you think she means by played for mosquitoes? Like nobody showed up, put on a poncho and played for mosquitoes. No idea. I don't really know what she's doing. I guess it's really just the chorus is the interpretive thing. Because maybe she had a thing she was telling in the verses, but I can't really track it. So I just get up with the the chorus. So this song confuses you. You listen to Coltrane, derail your own train. Well, who hasn't been there before? I come around, around the hard way. Bring me comics in bed, scrape the mold off the bread, and serve you French toast again. It doesn't confuse me. I just don't know what exactly, like, she's singing about. Is she singing about something that makes her happy? I mean, in that interview, she's saying, like, she needs to be, she felt like she needed to be suffering. So she's saying, like, hey, you don't have to be suffering. You can be happy and enjoy it. Like, that I get. I guess I think about how, like, love can make you sad or memories make you sad or Sometimes you just look at our dog and you get sad. Yeah. And I'm like, well, if she makes you happy, why are you so sad? <laughs> because I love her so much. Oh, no. <laughs> well, my favorite part is the chorus. Right. Because I just, this is such a great song to just belt at the top of your lungs. Is it also like an anthem of guilty pleasures? Like, hey, if this thing is making you happy, it's not that bad. Because a lot of people are like, oh, this is bad, but I love it. Maybe. Again, I kind of view it as like she's trying to go along with these things that don't make her happy. But she's like, well, if it makes you happy, it can't be that bad. Mm-hmm. That's how I think of it. Okay. Great. Any other things about the song? Is it catchy? It's very catchy. Hmm. And I, I do think it rides that line of country and rock, hmm. especially with the acoustic and went going into the, well, okay, I made this up. I promise you I'd never give up. There's That's where the twang comes in. But then when we get to the chorus, I feel like that's where we settle into the rock sound. Hmm. It's kind of like how freaking the wallflowers. I, the first time I let my dad listen to the wallflowers, he was like, are they a country band? And I was like, no, they're a rock band. Yeah, but they got some twang. They do, yeah. That Bob Dylan twang Mm -hmm. passed on in his DNA. Yeah, and she's got some Tom Petty twang. Uh, I don't (laughs) don't hear that so much. Okay. Moving on to the music video, of which there are allegedly two. Huh. There's one in color and there's one in black and white. I can't find the black and white one. Okay. So if anyone knows where you can watch that. The mystery. Let us know. We need a national treasure-like adventure to find it. (laughs) It was directed by Keir McFarlane, who directed Mary Jane's Last Dance, for Tom Petty. Oh. Another Tom Petty connection. I wonder if she... Wait, what? The ne- him specifically. The next line is what? Sec- he was the second unit director on the National Treasure Book of Secrets. I just brought yeah, up I think National Treasure. I think it's because you... No! I you, didn't see that! You saw this and that's why you said it. I did not absorb that at all. How? I don't know. Sometimes you look at... I saw Mary Jane's Last Dance and Tom Petty. And that was what I focused on. That's crazy. Wow. Do you think she picked him because he did 
Mary Jane's Last Dance? Maybe. Which one is that? Oh my goodness, really? No, not the song. I meant what music video is it? Uh, I don't think you've seen it. Okay. Well, what do you think of the music video? It's interesting. I actually had to double check that I wasn't watching like a brand new released one because she's got the ring lights mm. in her eyes or they're just like 90s contacts. It's hard to tell. They look just like the it's ring lights. probably glow. lights. Yeah. Um, they which, had ring lights. No, it's just... <laughs> in the 90s. It's just very distracting, the ring lights. Yeah. Maybe that's because it's an HD now. There's not much going on. Like you see some people at a museum doing stuff and then she's in a room singing at the camera. It's a pretty iconic video though yeah like her in that red yeah. room with all those outfits on. yeah yeah it's yeah and i mean that concept is we talked about that with uh meredith brooks her music video for her song was kind of in that room yeah people do that in a room destiny's child did that mm-hmm. we're just in a room yeah. doing things in a room well she's in a museum so we keep seeing like other museum things. Right. Oh, she's exhibits. an exhibit in the museum. Yes. Oh, yes. I didn't figure that. Okay. That's funny. <laughs> Why is she trapped in the museum? I don't know. Huh. They don't go into that. Is that part of the message of the song? Is she happy in there? I don't know. Okay. I mean, she said it was about pressure for her second album. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. Maybe. Yeah. Appearances. I only have a couple. The first one is a show called High Desert. Have you heard of this? No. Season one, episode seven. Oh. And it was in the 2002 hit Crossroads, which I've still never seen. I can't believe. The Britney Spears movie? Yes. I can't believe I've never seen this With Zoe Saldana? Is Zoe Saldana in that? I think so. I could be wrong. Oh boy. Uh, Yeah, I didn't watch that. I heard they were talking about a new one. No. Yeah. A new one or a remake or just a sequel. I don't know. With Britney Spears? I think she's the one who was talking about it. Oh dear. Okay. We haven't covered her. I don't know that anyone wants that. What are these covers? <laughs> Let's go to covers. All right. The first one is by the band Michael Sarah Palin. Okay. I made that I promise you I'd never give up if it makes you happy. Yeah, because yeah. of the punkiness. I like the punkiness yeah. to it. <laughs> Whatever they're doing on the guitar reminds me of something else. But I can't figure it out. Okay. <laughs> the next one is by Zoe Lister-Jones, Joseph Shabison, and Christine Bougie. Bougie? Bougie. stuff they've got going on during the chorus hmm. okay yeah i guess if you're a zoe uh alana del rey fan this might work more <laughs> yeah it definitely brings down the, the the vibe yeah um but i do like the <laughs> the things that all their voices are doing on the chorus 
All right, the last one I have is by Barbaro and Gully Boys. <laughs> I am Barbaro, and you've come to my island of Gully Boys. Listen, bub, I'm not scared of your Gully Boys. Schnicked. No. Uh, okay. Puny man think you can take on Barbaro? Make some beds, grip the mold off the bread, and serve your fresh toast again. And okay, I still get stoned. I'm not the kind of girl you take home. If it makes you happy, it can't be that bad. If it makes you happy, this song sounds like Gully Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, <laughs> yeah. If I had to guess. She sounds like uh, Shania Twain. Shania Twain or Cheryl Crow? Cheryl Crow. <laughs> she sounds like Cheryl Crow. I like it. It's a bit of fun. Yeah. It makes you want to dance. Yeah. I like that when Cyclops got there, he's like, Wolverine, what happened? He's like, don't worry. Ain't no more gully boys on this island. Schnitt. <laughs> Barbaro gonna get little man. That's Barbaro. Yeah. He... Even though the Gully Boys were taken care of, they forgot to take care of Barbaro, so yeah. he's going to show up in a later episode. Is he like a, a saber tooth keeps coming back uh, to bug him? He might get one more episode, or we never come back. <laughs> he's just a really big, strong guy. I imagine he's bald, and he's got a bit of a overbite. Is he like like barber? Like Is his outfit like the red and white barber stripes? No, it's like a barbarian. Oh, yeah. okay. Sure. He's never had a haircut in his Could life. Could he but... be a bar barber barbar a barbarian barber? You should write that down. <laughs> you should make that movie right now. Barbarian Conan the bar- Bob Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> By Crom, this hair's a mess. <laughs> Can I just get a little off the top? Swish! That was his whole head. That's the joke. By Crom! Is that his catchphrase? He's, he says Crom a lot, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, how shall we rate this song? I don't know. How many mosquitoes? Sure. How many mosquitoes does this song play for for you? No, I don't like mosquitoes. I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it four... I'm going to give it four. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not my favorite song, but that chorus is just goals. Oh, okay. That... Chorus is goals? The chorus is goals. Stop trying to sound hip and cool. <laughs> that didn't make any sense. What What is this goals for? If I was writing a song, uh-huh. I would want it to sound uh, that okay. cool. Okay. Never mind. You're still hip and cool with the youngins. All right. You sound, this you song, say something hip now. This song rizzing you? You don't know what that means. No, this song slippies. Oh, dear. Don't, don't be dripping on my tune. Okay, stop. Stop before you say something offensive accidentally. <laughs> what? What's your rating? Three out of five. Good. Uh, three out of five. I don't really have anything to say about this song, uh, good or ill. It's It just kind of exists. Like, it's not something that I'll, I skip intentionally. And, like, every now and then I enjoy listening to it. But it really isn't a song that affects me at all. It's just, I, I can't imagine ever being in a mall and hearing the song and be like, I'm going to write She's So High by Tall Bachman. <laughs> it's good, but again, I'm just not a uh, Cheryl Crow fan. Something, I don't know, even her her voice is good, but it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, I could listen to uh, Barbaros sing all the time. Yeah. It's, it's just Barbaro. Barbaro, trapped on an island, gonna get little man someday. All right, well, it's your pick next. Mm-hmm. And my, I'm sorry, I just ate Sour Patch Kids before you. I know. Why would you put Sour Patch Kids in your mouth? We're not done with the podcast. They're so good. Sour, but then they're sweet. <laughs> I got him for Christmas a giant box of Sour Patch Kids that had 10 smaller boxes inside. I'm here. Uh, the next song we're covering is One by U2. songs mm-hmm. this is the one you went with well it's our song no it's not what <laughs> <laughs> all right well anyway uh you can join us next episode like we said for one by you two and then future episodes by with other songs by other people yeah maybe you two again maybe show grow again we usually do an episode every other week yeah uh and i was on previous on x-men and i think there was a comic book coffee break Recently. I remember recording one, but yes. I was not in charge of posting one. <laughs> so I'm not sure where it is. It, it was another. a New Year's thing, so maybe yeah. it's not quite out yet. I mean, I, you can hear me complain about Mark Miller and Batman in general. Yeah, you do it often. I don't complain about either of those very often, thank you. Okay, okay. The issue with Mark Miller is his characters no, are no, just no. very blunt. No, no, And just they announce can... what they're doing instead of doing it. They can listen to the... I didn't say this on. This is extra. <laughs> Well, I'm Miss Musebox91 online, and I um, also am the co-host of the podcast 9021 Here We Go, where we talk about the show Beverly Hills 90210, and we just finished season seven. We just did our recap. We did a Christmas special where we watched a fun Christmas movie, and starting next week, second week of January, we're going to be starting season eight. Oh, is that the one where Ein Ziering has to escape a bunch of bikers on New Year's Eve? No, unfortunately, that's present day. <laughs> well, again, follow us on wherever you follow people on, and if we're on it, and please rate, subscribe, and share the show on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Bye! Bye!